and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. And I'm the co-host, Brittany, HR Specialist and Virtual Assistant. So this is our final episode of Women's History Month and National Social Work Month. So for the entire episode, we have been celebrating extraordinary women that are doing human services work. So we started off the month introducing my amazing co-host. You heard from Erica, who is an amazing trauma-informed coach that is doing amazing work in her community. You heard from Erica, who is a trauma-informed coach doing amazing work in her community who's also a social worker. You heard from Tamika Brewington. You heard from Jan Sale. Like you just heard from some really amazing, amazing guests this month. I don't know about you, Brittany, but I really couldn't pick my favorite guest for the month. So we had some really great conversations this month. So I employ you that if you did not catch all of the episodes this month, please go back and listen to all of the episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today, we're talking about support systems. One of the misconceptions is that women can't be friends with other women. And I think that's a crock of bullshit. I think women can't be friends with other women because they aren't secure in who they are as women and because there is some stuff going on that they need to work through. There is some trauma somewhere that they've experienced with other women. But I personally believe that in order for you to elevate in life, that in order for you to be your best self, you need other amazing women around you. So one of those women has been my co-host all month long. Brittany has seen me again at some of my lowest of lows. I remember several years ago when I was going through radiation as a result of uterine cancer. After radiation every day, I would go over and crawl up on her couch with a cheese stick and some Pringles because that is all, <laughs> that's all that I could stomach. And I would literally put my head on my goddaughter's lap and try to get through those uh, cheese sticks and Pringles. I mean, she has been at weddings and, well, not weddings. She's been at my wedding. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> she say, has been at, right. <laughs> she has been at graduation, but there is a third leg to this, what Brittany has coined the girl gang. This support system is We rely on one another for different things. So I know you have heard me mention this third leg on a previous episode because we're all book lovers. And I think I probably read a little bit more than they do, but we're all book lovers. Like we will (laughs) gift each other books. So of course I listen more because of my commute. She tried to call me out. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying (laughs) But I do listen more than I pick up a hard book, but I will buy the hard copy of whatever I have on Audible. Right. But I listen so much because my commute's so long. So that between that and podcast, that's that's my thing. But we're always buying each other books. So we're always wanting to know what one another is reading. So on today's Oh, and coffee mugs. Lord, if I bring another coffee mug in here, I might be (laughs) divorced. Well, you have one coming in the mail soon at some point. (laughs) 
I love me a good coffee mug. <laughs> so on today's episode, we have our third musketeer, our third person in what we call our girl gang, Mrs. Olivia, aka Uncle Brooke. Uncle Brooke. Hey, hey. How so, are you this evening? I'm great. How are you, ladies? We're good. We're good. So Brooke's a little nervous. She should not be. <laughs> and the shenanigans that was going on before we hit record this evening, we should have been hit record. I know, right? But here we are. <laughs> and so today we're gonna we're just gonna talk about support systems and how we show up for one another, and also why support systems are so important, particularly for Black women. So, Uncle Brooke. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you show up for the world. I'm Uncle Brooke. I am a homeschooling mom, so I am doing my best to raise a good human to send out into the world who will hopefully continue the cycle of helping improve the world. And I read. Oh, you guys already knew that. <laughs> and drink coffee. <laughs> and drink coffee. And that. her little human is, he's another exceptional young he's so funny oh my goodness he is oh my goodness he is between him and oh character times (laughs) 1000 gotta love something (laughs) he'll call you like hello so that's his tagline (laughs) and and we love it So what we decided to do for this episode is just ask one another questions. I'm going to throw out the first question and they both have to answer. So ladies, can you share some of your personal experiences just with support systems or just the lack thereof as Black women and how you've overcome that? Don't have to jump at once. (laughs) So I'll go first. Um... When I was younger, like, especially in high school, I had, like, so many girlfriends. And I guess I didn't worry about a support system because I was so young. But then when I moved after high school, I noticed that, like, that support system just disappeared. And it seemed like for a long time I just didn't have that because I was, like, a tomboy all the time. So I used to always hang out with the guys and not women, for that matter. But then I met Sherry. And then we became friends and then we started to support each other. And so then I was like, okay, great. I have at least one, like at least one that's not family related. And then obviously I met Uncle Brooke and I don't know, whenever my daddy has his heart surgery, (laughs) whenever that happens. Okay. I think it was 12. I think it was 2012. I met her and at first it was very weird because. I was just like, this woman is trying to date my brother. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. So I had to put on this front as if like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to like you, girl. But then next thing you know, it's like we are peanut butter and jelly. We are french fries and ketchup. Like she, she's the salt. I'm the french fries. She the ketchup. Like it's, we just go together. Like we all just go together. So The support system between these two women for me is amazing. They have helped me through so much that if they weren't here, I don't know if I would be here, to be honest. Aww. Your turn, Uncle Brooke. (laughs) My turn. I feel like my story is very similar to Brittany's about like the outside support system, like friends. I had friends, but I feel like my biggest support was my family, especially my three sisters, because we were going through it together. 
And even though mm-hmm. I'm the youngest, they were always there for me. Even if they were having their own lives, they would be there if I called, if I needed something, anytime, no matter what, no questions asked. And it's carried into this, into my adulthood. And of course, I have Brittany and Shishi now. And I feel like that's really what keeps me going is if I ever needed anything or if I just needed to talk or wanted to talk, I could call (laughs) any of you, my sisters, even my mom. Mama Linda. Okay. So who wants to go next? Because I can, you know, I got questions for days. So who wants to ask the next question? You know, I was the white kid growing up, so I got questions. <laughs> um, I will ask one. Describe me okay. in three words. Describe you in three words? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, not have the been old. In the email. <laughs> For real? Not in the email. Should have been in the group chat. <laughs> Don't pull out no SAT words. I got a thesaurus back there, but um, (laughs) I'll go first. I think I would describe you as fun, confident, and caring. Okay, confident. (laughs) I love it. Okay, we we were just talking about confidence. So I would describe you as bossy. (laughs) (laughs) I am the family manager. Like, hello. (laughs) I would describe you as bossy. I would describe you as nurturing. And I, I would describe that. you as caring. It's the bossy for me. <laughs> yeah. I, it, you know what? I think it's be- since you've become a mom. Like, I never knew this bossy side of you when you weren't a mom. Like, when before you became a mom, like... I never, ever experienced, I never knew the bossy side of Brittany, but it's like, once you became a mom and I wouldn't even say a mom of an infant, I'm talking like the mom of like a toddler and like now an adolescent. It's like, well, did you take, did you take some elderberry syrup? It's like, ma'am, or don't go to her house and be coughing because you fitting to get a tablespoon of elderberry syrup. What? And she coming, she's coming straight at your mouth with the elderberry syrup. Like, I'm glad I'm not allergic to elderberries, but. If you were, then I wouldn't do that. We would find something else. Give you a spoonful of honey. We're going to find something. So yeah, I would uh see the hook, and she gonna make you take it regardless of how nasty it is. But you you gonna wake up out your sleep and you gonna smell oregano (laughs) by your nose because she trying to drop it in your mouth. (laughs) But you gonna feel better when you wake up though. That's all that matters. (laughs) Try to help you. So let's see. Let's describe Uncle Brooke in three words. I'll go first. Okay. I would say <laughs> I'm trying to see your face. I would say I would also use nurturing for Uncle Brooke. I would use compassionate and funny. That shit gonna bust out laughing when I say funny. <laughs> Exactly. I just thought about the banana suit when I walked out the banana yeah. suit. Oh, in your face. I can't, can't forget about the banana suit. I wonder if I have that as a picture on my phone. Oh, 
my god that's when y'all came down for the wedding yes that was hilarious <laughs> and she bust out the banana suit came out of nowhere like just walked in like hey y'all <laughs> that was her first time meeting sherry in person y'all just want y'all to know that that was her first time right meeting her so and she walks in with a banana in a, in a banana suit yeah, one of the face. craziest things about <laughs> Uncle Brooke and I is that the running joke for the longest time up until what maybe two years ago is that we were one another's most favorite person that we had never met before <laughs> <laughs> because we had only talked on the phone and we had only seen one another talked via duo but we had never ever been in one another's presence before so we were each other's favorite person that we had never met before <laughs> and so my first introduction was her in a banana suit so how fitting <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so describe me in three words. Who's going first? Oh, you know you didn't describe no, you words. didn't describe Uncle Brooke in three I words. Okay. Oh, I got time then. <laughs> no, I got time. <laughs> She's trying to process it. <laughs> um, I would say loving for sure. She gives some really good advice, even at her young age. Like she gives really good advice. How old um, are you? Twelve. Right. Twelve <laughs> and a half. <laughs> she does. She she gives very, very good advice. Silly when you get to know her. When you first meet her, she's not you're not gonna get this per this hilarious personality at first. Nope. She, she, you're not gonna get that. She's but very much an introvert. Uh-huh. Yes. But once you break that shell and you know her long enough to break it, oh baby, <laughs> she is hilarious. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay, to describe Dr. Sherry in three words. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, uh, like, because I'm not, because I'm not going to get emotional. That's what I'm not going to do. Because I'm not going to snore. I'm not going to snore on the mic again. Please don't snore. People, that was hilarious. Like, hilarious. She's very loving. She may not think that she is, but she is. She is a, the one of the biggest cheerleaders you will ever have in your life. Because she's going to push you because she sees your potential. And she sees it and she knows it. And she's not going to stop until you reach that <laughs> level of potential. People. Like, she's not going to stop. Ever. Yeah, I'm annoying like that. (laughs) But it comes from a good place. (laughs) She loves to play devil's advocate. So she always has to weigh both sides. Even though you tell her, no, I'm not going to do this. Like, well, think about it like this. And she gives you that other side of perspective, which is amazing. She's hilarious, too. She has a a level of sarcasm that if you don't know her, you're not going to get it. (laughs) No, you actually probably hate me. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but it comes from a place of love. It does. Once you get to know her, yeah. But the both of you are like that also. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm very sorry. Brooke can have a very dry, sarcastic <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. And then if you don't know her, she'll be like, ooh, lavender oil. <laughs> But your mouth, Brittany, is slick. Like slick as fish grease. Hmm. So, hey, fish grease, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I gotta. I have to watch my mouth. I gotta watch what I say half the time when I'm not in my yeah. professional setting. Just had to put. Girl, that we live for the people. As <laughs> soon as they walk out the office. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Uncle Brooke, describe. I'm ready. I got my three. I got my three. I'm gonna start with smart. We've all heard her podcast. What? We all know she knows what she's talking about. She's a smarty pants. Yes, Two, understanding. Because like Brittany said, the devil's advocate. She can see both sides. She's very understanding. Three, comforting. And I mean that as in, I wasn't as nervous to meet her the first time as I would have normally been. Because it's just something about Sherry that's just, you just feel well comforted. You feel calm. You're you're welcomed. She gives great. Oh, I appreciate that. And you know, it's so funny because when I was in, I think it was high school. I'd never forget. I had a teacher. <laughs> I forgot her name. But one time I was talking in class and she was like, I wish you'd be quiet. Your voice is annoying. <laughs> wow. And then I got a podcast. Boom. My job. <laughs> Yeah, she told me that. So I don't know if I've ever been. That's never made me. My voice has. I've never been self conscious of my voice. Mm. Like I know I can be loud, um, but yeah, she told me that my voice was annoying. (laughs) That's so disrespectful. I know, right? Like you can't change your voice. You can change your appearance. You you can't change your voice. I never forget. I think her name was Miss Miss Brown. I remember because my favorite saying for everything when I'm just not which you know you like it I love it I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah no uh, okay if you uh, yeah I say, say that, that all the time if you hear her say yeah. that move on move on to the next yeah because what you're saying just is irrelevant and <laughs> it don't even matter oh okay <laughs> so let's yeah. see how do you see technology and social media playing a role in creating and sustaining support systems for black women? Because, you know, I just feel like social media sometimes can be a gift and a curse. Hmm. You know, you have some people who can be genuine, genuine and authentic on social media. Then sometimes you have these people who put this facade up for social media. We see it in relationships, both intimate partner relationships and both in friendships. So one minute you'll see one social media story and, oh, this is my BFF or whatever, whatever. <laughs> then a couple months later, you'll see like a part two and a part two is something completely different. Right. So how do you see technology, particularly social media, playing in a role in creating or even sustaining support systems? How it helps sustain it is being a particular person, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a stay-at-home mom that's an educate like an avid educator like Brooke, you can find those groups on social media. And those persons may not be in your city, your state. They can be literally across the globe. And you guys can bond with what you do on a regular basis, whatever group it is that you're a part of. So I think that's one of the ways. The other, like, social media is weird and it's very catty and just not authentic at all. So those, I feel like those are the only ways that social media can sustain a relationship or bond some type of friendship with people anywhere in the world. How about you, Uncle Brooke? Because do you, you being a homeschool mom, like, do you use social media 
for anything? I started using social media homeschool wise so that I could find people that looked like me or wanted to do things the way that I do them. And that's where it started. And I may not talk to them, but I see what they're doing. I like what they're doing. They understand that I'm raising a black child. They can show me some ways because they've got high schoolers that are being that are successful there in college. So I can see that I can connect with that. It gives me a path. It's representation like in the homeschool space because yes, it's <laughs> representation that I needed to see because it can be very isolating. Yes, it can be. Yes, and it can look very homeschooling one way. wasn't really common amongst black families. I, so do you was, think and it was very like you didn't really see it as much I think it was mm-hmm. you just didn't see it okay for me I, I appreciate technology with creating and sustaining support systems especially now because I am so far away from you Brittany and I am far away especially from Uncle Brooke because right. I mean <clears throat> You know, I remember when I was younger, growing up in my grandparents' house, my Uncle Dwight and my Uncle Ty, they didn't live in D.C. One lived in Philadelphia at the time and the other lived in Arizona. So, and for whatever reason, Sunday nights, I think my grandparents always said Sunday nights was the was the night where it was cheapest to call long distance. So... <laughs> So Sunday night was the night that they called all family that was not in D.C. So that's when they called my grandpa, my granddaddy Bubba in Florida. That's when they called my Uncle Dwight and my Uncle Ty. Like that's where all that's when all the family was called that wasn't in D.C. because it was cheaper to call long distance. I don't know whether or not that was true or not. I don't know. Um, But now, like. Who could, who would have ever thought, like you saw like on the Jetsons growing up, people having like video conversations and being able to see. So I think, you know, technology is, you know, that helps sustain relationships and friendships and sisterships now because I can like duo somebody in the middle of the day or we can all jump on something like this and even though it'll be audio that's put up like we can physically see one another and engage one another and (laughs) see facial expressions (laughs) and all kinds of craziness which probably wouldn't even get the same kind of response if we were just on the phone or if we didn't have the video footage to because I think it's the Yes, it's the words that react that we react to, but it's also <laughs> watching one another's facial expressions. Also, so Man, it's what? getting on the video today and seeing Oh Brooke like literally melting down, like she was getting ready to cut off her baby toe and send it through the mail. <laughs> like, do I have to do this? <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, who has the next question? I'll be the right turn. <laughs> did she just raise her hand yes, she did. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything I'm just going to let it oh I was <laughs> what's okay. something someone should know about you to truly understand you ooh <laughs> well right? I told you, you I could take it me. seriously okay alright wow hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, well, Brittany, since this is my podcast, I'll let you go first. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one thing that people should know about me is, dang, it's not just one thing, though. (laughs) Like, outside of my, right, outside of my sarcasm, like, even though me being so social, the level of anxiety that is inside of me that you do not see is crazy. I can talk to anybody. I can make a friend. But on the inside, the little voice is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do they like me? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to say? What am I going to (laughs) say? Like, literally, it's that inside. So I may present as this, hey. But on the inside, baby, I am cooking. So yeah, that that part. <laughs> so I would say, <laughs> I would say some something similar. So when most people meet me, they see this big personality. They see that I am very outspoken. I am definitely the say what I mean, mean what I say kind of person. What? I, Oh, hush. Um, I definitely have no cut cards. I definitely don't mind speaking up or speaking up for people. I do have a big personality and I am loud. I love to laugh, but I am truly an introvert. I and people and and usually when people find that out, they are like, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, you I am. I am an extrovert when I am in my professional self. And I am an extrovert. Are you talking to that little person inside your shirt now, Brittany? <laughs> no, I'm clearing my throat. <laughs> so, so Brittany was just talking inside of her shirt. She must have. Did you see her my mic? She, <laughs> she must have. She had to pull herself down. my throat. <laughs> She was talking to that little person inside of her shirt. Wow. I'm going to turn my video off. <laughs> so I am that way because I know it's a requirement. And, and I, it's not that I'm supposed to be. It's what's required. And I do love it. But it also, it really drains me. I love caring for people. I love speaking up for people. I love advocating for people. But it really drains me. And I really love to be alone I really love to be by myself I love quietness I don't like loud music but she loud herself I love it <laughs> the right. <total> opposite. <laughs> I don't like loud music like when my husband turns the music up in here it it creates so much panic inside of me um and I think that that is a, that's some anxiety that I also, I also deal with, but I am truly an introvert. Like uh, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I work from home Monday and Friday. When I leave the office on Thursday, I go to, I usually go to the grocery store. When I get back into town, I say into town. <laughs> so country. So <laughs> when I get back into town, <laughs> I go to the grocery store and then I come home. I, I'm going to say 95% of the time, I do not leave the house <laughs> until Tuesday morning when I go back to the office. Um, I just, 
I need, and I think it's a recharge thing for me also because I give so much of me for three days out of the week that I need that to recharge. So Dr. Sherry, it's true. I, I am an introvert and I did the personality test. I forgot what my, um, I'm a, I'm a INFJ. So if you've never taken the Myers-Briggs, you should. So how about you, Uncle Brooke? She's, as she's just looking at the camera. I, I feel like Brittany already said it. It's, I come off one way when you first meet me, but once you get to know me, I'm a completely different person because I've had multiple people that I became close with that are like, Ooh, I did not like you when we first met, but then, yeah. <laughs> yep. Multiple people. Wow. Really? Yes. Cause I just, I, I have a little voice too, but it's might be a little louder than Brittany's. That's like, <laughs> Ooh, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting new people is scary for me sometimes. So I come off because I'm very closed off until I feel comfortable enough to open up and mm-hmm. you actually see my mm-hmm. personality. So yes, I've had multiple people, multiple people tell me, yeah, I did not like you at first. They didn't use those words, but I don't like you at first, <laughs> <laughs> but then they got to know me and I warmed up and still friends to this day. Okay. Hmm. So Britt, you got the next question. Do you believe in giving people second chances? <laughs> the look on everyone's faces. Situational <laughs> depends on the situation. I said the I feel same like thing. Everybody has the their boundaries. If you've crossed a boundary, you've done an unforgivable act. Maybe no second chances, forgiveness for you, but maybe right. not second chances. I agree. <laughs> the silence, <laughs> right? As she's Sorry, walking Sarah. back and forth. <laughs> So let's see. I, mm, this is something that I have worked with my therapist a lot on because I am the cutoff queen. Yes, she is. Um, <laughs> once I tell you how I feel, once I tell you why I am upset, I don't need you to take accountability. And I don't need you to say I'm sorry because I have come to a place in my adult life that I think Brooke just mentioned forgiveness. Forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness is so one of my locks don't fall out. Forgiveness (laughs) is so the stress won't evoke a migraine. So I am going to forgive you. But I had to do some, a whole lot of work, a whole lot of co-pays to get to a place that I give people second chances. But I am at a place in my life now that no one gets my energy for free. No one gets my joy. And I'm real good at boundary. Like I pray for people every night but you don't get my energy for free. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> Next question. Okay, I guess that's me. So, 
<laughs> oh no, Hop, did you answer already, Uncle Brooke? I guess you and Britt already answered that yeah, question. It was like the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for that, Brittany. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see. Um, can you share a time since you want to go deep? I got one for you. <laughs> Can you share a time when your support system played a critical role in helping you overcome a challenge? Yep, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. You going first, Brooke? I need some time. <laughs> she always yep. needs some time. Yep, we're doing it. Um, I can think of two situations. Three, but the third one's kind of like in its works. Um... Mm-mm, that was a cry. That was a look like you about to start crying. That's what you're not about to do. <laughs> you saw that, right? You saw that right? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> um, a couple years back, like I was going through a lot all at one time. It was just ridiculous. It was like situation A, situation B, situation C. Like it was just calamity. And um, without you two, like literally, I don't think that I would be as sane as I am today. Y'all know what situations I'm talking about. So on top of like me going to school, me finding a part of my biological family that I didn't even think that they ever wanted me. And then dealing with my parents divorcing and on top of my relationship with my daughter's father crumbling, like so it just was all just in one big ball of just hell. And I would like call either one of these women and we'll be on duo on the phone. And like, we can just be talking like Kiki key. And the next thing I know, I'm just crying. Like I'm just crying. And it was a hard time. Like Sherry, if I cry, she going to cry. If she cry, I cry. Like in Brooke, she's like, yep. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to stay <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't want those. I'm going to try to make her laugh. Like literally. (laughs) Right. But I needed that. Like I needed both of them to get through it because I don't know if I would have been able to show up not only for myself, but also for my kid. Like, I don't know. And I don't think that I would have been able to. So without you two support, like she would have got real. <laughs> Real quick, it would have oh, been crazy. But it did. <laughs> oh no, it there did. Was, <laughs> there were times it that did. it did. <laughs> what? Is it? And there were times that I looked at myself. I had to talk to myself. <laughs> I had to talk inside my own shirt. And <laughs> like, whoa, what are we doing here? <laughs> right. Right. So it it got real. But I think that and I appreciate you giving me Amber credit for that. But I think, I think that was God preparing you for where you are right now. I mean, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And that's not to, you know, that's not to make this church or anything right. like that. But God, I just think that because that's because look at where you are right now right. and look at everything that you have overcome as a result of that. Right. Like you wouldn't have been able to get through college. What? Like you would not have been able to get through half of the stuff that you've gotten through and you were supposed to go through that because you went looking for that. Right. For some of the things I definitely did. 
yeah, of course, I definitely. And did. you knew it wasn't. You knew For it wasn't going to be easy, right? right. So you knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I don't think anything could have prepared you for the stuff that came. Mm -hmm. It was just, you had to just take it day by day. And it definitely helped because you knew you still had a little person who was watching you and you still had to show up for that person. Right. That's why she here. Cause Ooh, Jesus. As crazy as she is. What? How about you, Brooke? You sure you don't want to go first, Toast? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. She said this hard shot. I am sure. <laughs> yep. Guess I am sure. first. <laughs> I can't think of any particular event or obstacle. I just feel like I get a text message or a phone call or just something that makes me laugh on a hard day. And it's usually maybe a TikTok from... <laughs> from Brittany or she she says do you have this book <laughs> it's just like right. that's what I needed at this moment I'm having a hard day homeschooling's hard parenting's hard being a wife is hard some days and it's just hmm. I feel like I get facts what I, I need for you every when day, I baby. need it <laughs> both of you because I know both facts. your husbands I pray for you every day faithfully woo so I don't know. I I guess for me, God, I mean, Brittany and I have been together through so much. So, I mean, it's been so much. I mean, she has really been, God, it's been so much. I mean, no, you're talking a about a, you're talking about uh over, you're, you're what, 37 now? Oh, no, Maybe I'll be not 36 yet. in October. Hold on. You added oh. an extra. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I added two extras. Wait a minute. <laughs> October is not here yet, baby. <laughs> so, but we've been friends since she was 20. Yeah, 20. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> right. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and I didn't even know she was that young. That's just how mature she showed up. Professional setting. When the, when I clocked out, baby, I was whole wild. Uh, facts. <laughs> Blue motorcycle, anyone? Hey, <laughs> we were going to talk about that. <laughs> so I, you know, it's just been so much. I mean, she was by my side through one of the worst breakups of my life. Through uterine cancer. I mean, when I got carjacked. I mean, there's been so many times. But every, right. But then there's also been some amazing times. So although I just mentioned like two really, three really traumatic events, like the, the good stuff certainly outweighs the bad stuff. But she is one of those persons that has just, shown up when I had to have foot surgery and <laughs> Demi turned around both of us in uh, a in both a of us had a sock in a boo-boo <laughs> so it's 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 been so much and to me that's true friendship that's true sisterhood when you know when someone shows up for you in good times and in bad 
Yeah. So who got the next question? We got time for like two more questions. So make them good. Oh. What do you think I will be like at 80? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, child. Really? Adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> Infant. Like, um, I think you're, I think that you're going to be a fireball. I think that this personality that you give us, the pers- the people that know you and love you, I think that's going to be how you're going to present every day. All the time. Because she ain't going to give, she's going to give no Fs. Like, remember when, remember when Betty, when we went to San Francisco and Betty was just like bombarding people. She didn't care who she was Goals. walking in between. That is our goal. So I know that's going to be you. <laughs> It's going to be hilarious. You're going to run people over in Walmart. You ain't even going to care. With my jazzy. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Your walker going to be rhinestone. Like, it's, yeah. It's, you have a bell up there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hilarious. We are going to be living the personification <laughs> of a real live episode of Golden Girls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Oh wow! Wait, how? That's so a, that question is at eighty. <laughs> oh gosh! How about you, Brooke? I mean, Britt. Uh, what? My question? No, Brooke's oh. question. How's she gonna be at eighty? How? Are, so oh, we're how supposed to like, ask how? Are we supposed to tell Brittany how she's gonna be at eighty? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh gosh! Okay. <laughs> I think Britt is still going to be trying to wear her high heels at 80. (laughs) (laughs) Like Miss Betty with her glasses of wine. (laughs) I took nine years off, baby. I got to get it back. (laughs) That's going to (laughs) be... That's going to be Britt at 80. Going to have on shoes that she ain't got no business having on because Arthur going to be kicking them knees. (laughs) <laughs> but, but she gonna have that asthma cream in the nightstand. Doctor Show's gonna be in there, baby. <laughs> and she gonna have her Carlos every night. <laughs> Tell them that sweet red baby, what's up? Yeah, gonna have her her glass of Carlos every night. I can't. Yeah, that's gonna be Brit at eighty. I can't. She's still gonna be flirting at eighty two for sure. All the entries, all the entries, yep, at eighty, trying to ask Demi who she dating. Like, what you doing? What you, what you doing? <laughs> who you dating? Let's go to Target. <laughs> she gonna be just how Miss Betty is with her. Take me this place. Take me that place. Yep. She gonna try get. She gonna be trying to get Demi to take her everywhere. Yep. Let's go to Total Wine. As many times I had to take this girl on these streets because she wanted to walk around Target for fun. Yeah. She got to pay me back. Oh, that's so funny. I don't even want to imagine what I'll be at 80 because I'll get there before the both of you got with me. <laughs> so let's go next question. Brittany, <laughs> what you got for us? I can't. Where's your favorite place that you visited? You want to go first, Brooke? Or have you been there yet? Cause you got a fancy smancy trip coming up. Yes, so. you do. I'm trying to live through her, baby. Okay. I need. I need to celebrate this ten years of survival with this. <laughs> Just kidding. I love him. Oh, <laughs> oh, 
also it's yep, 10 in years May, you, we've been married 10 you, years. you guys have been married 10 years oh wow yeah. that's uh, awesome oh <laughs> she survived <it. laughs> i will survive she get all the credit <laughs> pushing through no she <laughs> I love him. He's wonderful. Like Bay, you gonna make them tacos? <laughs> I fed him before I got on here, but <laughs> not I fed him like he's the, he a puppy, like, like he's Leo. <laughs> yes, I can't. So, where's say, your favorite place? I don't know. It's hard because I feel like London's my favorite place because I went out. Of, that was the first time I've been out of the country, but then I also have good memories of. My trip to New York with my mom and her best friend when I was, I think I was in middle school. So those are two things that stick out in my mind. So I guess I have two favorite places I visited. Okay. Okay. I would have to say Aruba. Like, it's been so long since I've been out of the country, but one of the times that I did get a chance to go out of the country. It was to Aruba and it was beautiful. So that was, and of course I've been to Jamaica, I've been to the Bahamas, but I think Aruba has, was my favorite. Mm, How about your best friend? Y'all fancy. I got a, I, I got a trip planned out of the country this year. Don't judge me y'all. Mm, where you going? Where you going? To the motherland. To the motherland. Okay. <laughs> Up question. Don't wait to the camera. (laughs) I think two places. Okay. So one. Okay. I would say New Orleans. I've been there twice. Amazing. Oh, I forgot about that. New Orleans is hot like baby. It's hilarious. It's 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 fun. The food's good. The people are so nice. Nightlife is amazing. It's great. And to New Mexico so I can see my nephew. It's such a small town, but I love it because I get to spend time with my nephew, my little favorite, one of my little favorite people. So, yeah. Notice she didn't say you, Uncle Brooke. How rude. It's fine. Don't do I know that. it's in her heart. I know it's in her heart. It's fine. <laughs> How rude. Uncle Brooke know. Uncle Brooke know that she the first person I hug as soon as I get there. She the first Why one. Why Kingsley is in the background saying, hello. Hello. <laughs> like, what about me? No, really. <laughs> no, really. Okay, Uncle Brooke, since you are our guest, I will give you the honors of giving us our very last question. Make it a good one. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got a would you rather. I Ooh. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? Oh, oh, okay. So can I ask some follow up questions? (laughs) Of course. So meeting my ancestors, I'm just like meeting and coming back. Right. I don't have to like live in that era. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Just making sure because, you know, our ancestors, we ain't trying to live there. Right. That's a great follow up question. That was you know what I'm saying. Just got the fo- just got the follow up. Just got the follow up. Um, <laughs> I think I would go back and meet my ancestors. Is there a reason why? I mean, 
I don't know why that's making me emotional. I just think, <laughs> sorry, Britt. <laughs> do I need to get the banana suit? Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't know that. And I don't mean to get deep, but if you think about our history and what we've endured as a people, so much of our history has been kept from us and we have to do stuff like ancestry.com and all this other stuff to learn about where we come from and we have to rely on others to find out where we come from and I know the where we come from it's painful and I know that where we come from it's not easy to find out about but I still want to know. And I always say on this podcast, I am nobody's historian, but I do my research and I love history and I love black history in particular because it is our history. And as much as, and we all know that they're trying to erase us completely out of school districts and everywhere. So I would want to go back in meet my ancestors like y'all can't stay long (laughs) got to get back to 2023 (laughs) but i just want to sit back and chit chat for a second you got a little bit of lemonade (laughs) can't can't stay long maybe i come back tomorrow (laughs) but can't stay long long (laughs) hey not a long time (laughs) here for a good time but not a long time but i (laughs) just want to come in and say what's up (laughs) y'all I just, I need to know a couple questions. I come back tomorrow for the rest. Maybe I come back every weekend. Um, but I, I don't want to stay. And I certainly don't want to be here when it get dark. So, um, so yeah, I would say meet my ancestors. I mean, I'm not even a grandmom. I'm a, technically, I'm not a grandmom yet. My, technically my son. Shasha Brooke. I said Technically. <laughs> So my son hasn't given me any blood grandchildren yet, even though I have two beautiful grandchildren. (laughs) Y'all so silly. But my son hasn't given me any blood grandchildren yet. So I don't don't know if I'm ready to think that far down the line. Because that means my son would have to have children and then his children would have to have children. And that's a scary ass thought. I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm ready for that. So how about you, Britt? See, I didn't think about it like that. Like my kid (laughs) is nine. She would have to be at an age to procreate and then her children would have to. Oh, see, you ain't even have to use the P word. (laughs) I'm just saying like it would would be a lot. I would want to see them. Like I just would want to see what they look like. But yes, I definitely wouldn't want, I would want to see my ancestors or get to have a conversation with them just because we don't know anything. Like it's very hard for us to figure out our history. So yeah, that would be amazing. Even if I just got to see what they looked like and to hear their voices. Like if I just was like a figure in the back, like how, what is it? Scrooge? What was the name of that movie? When you see the the past, the future, and the present, what was the name of that movie? A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. A like Christmas I'm just- Carol. I'm just there, just observing. I would love to do that on both sides. But yeah, definitely going back to talk to the ancestors. Like, I need to know 
what's going on. So maybe I can heal some of these generational traumas that we have endured in our DNA and try to fix that. Okay. She got deeper than I did. How about you, Uncle Brooke? (laughs) I feel compelled to go the other way. Although I'm tired just thinking about what that child will create and what his children would create, would create, but whew, I don't know. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> Wild. I think I would, I would want to meet my great, great grandchildren because really? I have to see, I just I have to give some variety in this, this conversation. <laughs> like I just want to see oh, Okay. <laughs> No, it would be nice to know about my family past and everything, but it's also would be interesting to see the future. Right. I can only imagine what our two kids will produce. Child, <laughs> what they choose. Oh, child. Wild. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I ain't even ready mm-hmm. for this girl to go to fifth grade, let alone kid. What? Ooh, it's happening too fast. Yeah. I'm too young to be a grandma. Hello. Mm-mm. I know that's right. As you take a sip. <laughs> I'm just showing y'all what I'm going to give you at 80. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, man. This has been so much fun. See, I told you it was painless, Uncle Brooke. I appreciate you two so much. And I thank you for being a part of my life and being a part of my journey and personifying what it means to be friends, to be sisters, to be family. And best friend, it's been a crazy month. You have a good time? I did. It was amazing. You can ask me to come back. I mean, I'll come back, but you can ask me. Oh, I, 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 you, you didn't wait for me to ask. You oh, didn't okay. wait for me to say, hey, would you come back? <laughs> I'll think about it. Jeez. I'll think about coming back. I'll think about oh. it. Oh, <laughs> Okay. I'll check my schedule. <laughs> oh, please check your schedule. Thank you so much for joining me this month. I have had an amazing time. I'm glad you came and I'm glad you had a good time. And I told you, see, we have fun on this podcast, even though we do talk about serious things and we do right. talk about things that impact the field of human services and social work. It is nothing wrong with taking a pause sometimes and just having fun. Because it is good for the soul to laugh and it is good for those of us that do such serious work every day to just sit back and just have a good time with those that we love and with our sister friends and with me, with my girl gang. So this week's extraordinary women that pave the way and support other women and that personify the meaning I am woman are my co-hosts. Brittany Young and my girl, Uncle Brooke. So all month long, I have been highlighting all of these amazing women like First Lady Michelle Obama and Associate Justice Katanji Brown. But today, I just want to honor my two friends, my two sister friends who are doing amazing things in their community and in the lives of their children. They are not just showing up for their personal circles. They're showing up for their work circles. But more importantly, they're showing up for their amazing children that they are raising into amazing human beings. So for that, my hat goes off to my girl gang today. 
So remember, self-care is healthcare and kindness is free. So do me a favor and be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. And until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye. Bye.